Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. We're back for another round of game of opinions. On today's show, we interrupt an Italian football expert's holiday to get the lowdown on Napoli defender Kaladu Koulibaly. We dive deep into the power struggle between Maurizio Sarri and Cristiano Ronaldo at Juventus, and we ask whether Paul Pogba could make a sensational return to the old lady this summer. All that and more coming right up. Alright everyone, now this is Game of Opinions, so I'll be attempting to eke out scandalous views from my two guests today, Simone Eterno and Pete Charland of Eurosport Italy and Eurosport UK respectively. Now, Simone, last time we spoke to you, you were in full lockdown mode in Italy. But judging from this Zoom call, you're in a very different location today. Oh, yes. I'm in Sardinia because I decided Eurosport is still, you know, offices are still closed. No, everywhere in UK, in Italy, we, we're supposed to go back in office in the office in September. So I decided to move to Sardinia. Why not? I mean, uh, working or working from home or working from a different no from another home doesn't make any difference for them, but for me, it does, <laughs> as you can see in the back. So, yes, I'm uh, I'm not locked down in Milan anymore. <laughs> Mate, I'm so, so jealous. For those of you obviously listening to the podcast and can't see where Simone is, he's got an idyllic kind of river stream running through the background, loads of like trimmings. Genuinely, when he logged onto the call, we thought it was a virtual background because we got so used to them. <laughs> no no everything is real uh, it's also an honor as ever to welcome you back pete charland how are you doing yeah very well i mean my little flat is uh is paling in comparison to what simone has got going on right now very jealous <laughs> i'll be honest i'm definitely hiding you and just looking at simone for that <laughs> properly jealous <laughs> now we are here sadly to talk italian football and not idyllic scenery uh in sardinia um and two players in particular caladu kulabali and cristiano ronaldo now we'll start with kulabali Barring a miracle, it seems Napoli will not be in the Champions League next season, meaning their top talent should be pining for a move away. One player who's been splashed across the press, particularly in England in recent weeks, months, years, is defensive supremo Koulibaly. Now, outspoken Napoli chief Aurelio De Laurentiis has already said he can leave for €100 million. So, Simone, given he's linked with basically every decent Premier League team at the moment... Get us excited about him. What makes Koulibaly so special? Oh, it's difficult to find a, a, a defender that it is able to defend in the clever way the centre-back that thinks and the centre-back then that, that does. You know, sometimes you have, you know, the mind and the body. Koulibaly fits the two things together, which is uh, not common in Europe. Uh, so I don't know if a 100 million is... Uh... <laughs> A reasonable price, but for sure, Koulibaly is uh, you know, that kind of defender that can change a team, especially in the Premier League, which is a very 
very physical league Koulibaly is. It can be absolutely perfect everywhere, in my opinion. The, the fact itself that the guy is recovering after the injury that he had in uh, um, this, this winter, so good. It was a surprise for us to see him uh, uh, playing so good in the first two matches of the season, which uh, were the semi-final and the final in Coppa Italia, uh, because he's been out uh, uh, basically since beginning of, uh, of, uh, of December for an uh, hamstring, uh, hamstring injury. Um, and then he, he didn't play uh, for, for six months, for more than six months. And then he came back with the two very good games against Inter Milan and then uh, Juventus in the final. Uh, he, he had some problem under, uh, uh, under Ancelotti. Uh, the, the, the greatest season of Koulibaly has been two years ago with Sarri, you know, when Naples uh, went so close to win the league. Uh, and then the change of the manager... Um, in Naples, with with with, uh, with uh, Maurizio, um, sorry, with Carlo Ancelotti instead of uh, Maurizio Sarri, uh, Naples uh, changed a little bit tactically uh, the team. So they they, they switched from four two three to four two three one, and um, they took him also away, Raúl Albiol, and to play with uh, Costas Manolas. So he had a little bit of problem, but now you know that he's fit and. He, he, he played so such such solid game, and uh, I think is it can be a very good deal for for the Premier League. Sorry for the drop in quality in Simone's audio. There we ran into some issues. Now, Pete, he's been linked with Liverpool, Manchester City, Manchester United. Strangely, not your side, Chelsea. But where do you think he would fit in best, assuming that he moves to the Premier League? It sort of depends on what he's looking for, but like, logically, you. would he wants to win as many trophies as he can. The Coppa Italia was the first major trophy of his career. So why would he not join Liverpool if the offer's there? I mean, if they can pay what Napoli are asking, if they can pay his wages, why on earth would you not go and join Champions of England and then try and go back to the Champions of Europe next season? I mean, he he's probably one of the closest things to Van Dijk in world football right now. He's possibly at Van Dijk's level and he's arguably the top two or three centre-backs in the world. So if they, if Liverpool can somehow pull it off and pair those two together, I can't see a way they're going to be stopped anytime soon. Yeah, it's going to be odd. Alexander-Arnold, Koulibaly, Van Dijk, Robertson. Wow. Does sound, does sound <laughs> unstoppable, not just from a defensive standpoint, from offensively as well. I guess the only, the only drawback is, could Koulibaly and Van Dijk, two players are obviously used to controlling the defence, play together? My opinion is yes. Because Van Dijk is more the guy that, you know, controls the defense. And Koulibaly is more, um, we say in Italy, the arm. We got the, the, the mind and the arm. Okay? La testa e il braccio. I say it in Italian uh, for, for those Italian listening. Uh, um, he had some problem, Koulibaly, I was, I was uh, telling you just before. When he had another player like him, Costas Manolas, uh, but when he was playing uh, uh, right against, uh, uh, sorry, uh, right um, with uh, with uh, Raúl Albiol, it was uh, an amazing uh, couple of uh, centre backs. So I guess Van Dijk is his type of player. So if you're talking about Liverpool, he, he can be amazing. But I guess uh, uh, really everywhere in the Premier League, everywhere, every 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 top team would need a you know a defender like Koulibaly. Do you see in my him- opinion? Do you, I mean, 
do you have any insider information that you you're free to share with us, Simone? In terms of, uh, do you know do you know if he's interested in Liverpool? Just because United have been the team that have been linked for so long, almost that Koulibaly's basically become the new Wesley Snyder of transfer news because it, it never happens. But it does seem strange. Obviously, he's 29. As Pete said, he's only just won his first major trophy. It seems weird that he'd go to a, kind of a a team in transition rather than one that's established. The problem for Koulibaly, if he wants to move to the Premier League, is Aurelio De Laurentiis, uh, Napoli's president, which is a very eccentric guy. Uh, he's not that young anymore. And 100 million is a lot of money, especially in uh, this summer. You know, with uh, everything that happened, you, you, don't, you don't know yet the prices in the market. If you look what happened in, uh, in uh, Paris, for example, with the Mauro Cardi transfer from Inter Milan to PSG, they pay 60 million, which... It was basically almost half on what they asked at the beginning. Uh, so the problem is that De Laurentiis knows that Koulibaly is uh, one of the few. Uh, so he wants the money for that. And you have to, you, you have to see uh, if someone comes with the money, then Naples, Aurelio De Laurentiis will, 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 uh, will sell him. Otherwise, uh, it can be tricky. It can be tricky because uh, De Laurenti itself is a difficult uh, guy to deal with. If you had to say now, Simone, if you think he'll he'll leave or stay, wh- which way are you going? I think he will stay because of uh, just what I said. They want a lot of money and I don't think this summer there will be so many teams uh, that will spend that amount of money for a centre-back. Even if it's worth it, from a centre point of view, it, it, can be, it can be difficult this summer. Sorry to all Liverpool, Manchester United and Manchester City fans listening in with a uh, bated breath there. Um, another player who rarely strays far from the Colin Inches is uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. The Portuguese ace was holed up in his native Madeira during lockdown and is still getting up to speed after his return to Italy. Although he did fire his first goal in post-lockdown era as Juve down Bologna on Monday in Syria. Now, football fans love a spicy tale of manager versus player. We're no different here at Game of Opinions. But Simone, as a true Juventus expert, is there any truth to reports that Ronaldo is unhappy with Juventus manager Maurizio Sarri? Unhappy, I wouldn't say that. Uh, the Ronaldo issue is a big issue because there are so many questions all around. Uh, first of all, uh, let's start by the numbers. Uh, before the stop, Ronaldo scored uh, 21 goals in the league, in Serie A, scored 21 goals in 22 games. The average one, one goal of every 93 minutes. So itself, nothing to say. Yesterday, uh, they, he, he did the same because uh, one goal for one match. So the, the average is still there. Uh, the problem is that uh, why Juventus bought Ronaldo? Because they wanted to win in Europe. Because, you know, winning the league, he was there. Juve was there even without Ronaldo. And so in Europe, it's a completely different story because it's not uh, that you buy a, a player and that a player by itself does the magic. Otherwise, you know, Man City or PSG uh, would be champion of Europe every year. Um, the problem itself then is that man- Maurizio Sarri is the manager of, uh, we say, of system. You know, it's like Guardiola. It's a certain point of view like Klopp. He needs some kinds of players to fit in his system and to work that system on the pitch. Ronaldo is not a player of system. Ronaldo is a player of, uh, uh, you know, he scored a 700 goal in, uh, in his career, but he's a solo. He's, a, you know, great, amazing. 
So when, when Sarri arrived, he find itself a Ronaldo, which is a solo player. And of course, he is not able to say to, 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 to the manager, and, uh, no, Ronaldo is not my kind of player. We got Cristiano Ronaldo. Juve pays him uh, 30 million every year. We need to find a, a way uh, to play with him. But this meant for Sarri uh, to stop, you know, thinking his kind of football to adapt to Ronaldo. And that's the reason why he struggled a little bit in Juve uh, from this point of view. And so they need, in my opinion, to find at the end of the season, uh, Juve itself, not the manager of Ronaldo, they, the management. They need to decide what they want to do. If they want to keep with Ronaldo, probably they will need another manager. If they want to go with Sarri, and then uh, they would probably have to listen a little bit more to him and his suggestions. Pete, obviously you're familiar with Sarri from, from his Chelsea days. Just try and explain kind of the potential conflict that is going on between Ronaldo and Sarri. Was it, I mean, was, did this crop up at Chelsea? Kind of players not quite fit in the system. I know it kind of happened with Kante a bit. He was kind of forced into up Jorginho's position. Yeah, so, yeah, the two that spring to mind, as you say, Kante, and to a lesser extent, Hazard. I mean, as um, Simone said, Sarri wants everyone to work in for the system and that's the most important thing. And the thing is, Ronaldo's Ronaldo was never the hardest worker. It's not his, what his game's about. He does his fair share, but would want from his wide players. You think of some of the wide players he had at Napoli and and the work they were all putting in, both pressing and coming back. Like they were doing so much there. And Ronaldo's not going to do that. The other problem is that Ronaldo's thirty five now. Like he's even if he wanted to, he's obviously in amazing condition, but he's not going to be able to do it to the extent that he could before. And what? Zidane did so well at Real was that he completely built the team around Ronaldo and just told him, look, just focus on goals. Miss some league matches and all you need to focus on is scoring these big goals in Europe. That's all we care about. It doesn't matter. And he played him with the perfect strike partner in Karim Benzema and just meant that Benzema, obviously he got goals, but he was just thinking about providing for Ronaldo. The entire team was built around that structure. And Juventus aren't doing that because there's two... There are a lot of team players in that Juventus team, but also there are a lot of individuals and they're all... Sarri's just trying to fit them all in, but it's not working because you've got some players like Douglas Costa and then you've got Paolo Dybala. They're very different players. And then if you play them with Ronaldo, it doesn't necessarily work. Higuain's almost like a budget version of Benzema at this stage of his career. Like he's obviously tailed off massively in the last couple of years. And I just think that it's not, I don't think it's entirely Sarri's fault. Over the years, we've given Juventus so much credit for so many smart bits of business in the transfer market. But actually, I don't think they've really thought about how they were going to use Ronaldo. I think they just thought, oh, we can get the second or best player in the world or whatever, and that'll be enough to win us the Champions League. But they haven't actually thought about how they're going to do that. And I think they've now just bought in Sarri because they think he plays attacking football and that'll get the best out of Ronaldo. And I just think, as Simone says, they need to make a decision this summer because I don't, they can't carry on as they are because they're not going to win the Champions League as they are. I mean, they lost to Lyon. Like, Lyon aren't a good team. You shouldn't be losing to them. And then, you know, obviously, they might turn it around. But they're not... You look at the way Bayern Munich are playing right now. Like they would get absolutely hammered by Bayern if they came across them. I think even PSG, I think, would beat them right now. So I think that you've got to, you've got to make a decision, as somebody says. It's got to be the manager. It's got to be the player. And if it is... and if I, Obviously, I think they're going to invest in Ronaldo still for tool up for one or two more years. They've got to think about what they're doing. They need to bring in a striker who will occupy the centre-backs. So that means that Ronaldo's got more space to work into. If you're not going to do that, then he's just going to get lost, which is what's happening at the moment when they play in Europe. I just want to add uh, one thing uh, to, the Ronaldo, to the Ronaldo question. Uh, Juve decided to, to worry him uh, you know, also because they want to... Uh, it's a marketing move from a certain point of view. 
actually more than a certain point of view, uh, because uh, they want to increase the fan base in the world, you know, like Man United, like Real Madrid, like Bayern Munich. And uh, uh, Ronaldo was perfect for this. But they also wanted, uh, and that's the reason why they decided to suck Allegri to bring in Sarri, to play a more attractive football. They really need to take uh, some um, tough decision as the management. Because for the moment, that attracting football uh, that Sarri uh, uh, should bring uh, is not there. And uh, Ronaldo is part of this issue. But at the same time, Ronaldo is the guy that you wanted because you can increase your fan base in the world because it's a worldwide known player, you know, him and Messi. Uh, so it's very, it's very, very tricky from, uh, from this point of view. But saying that Ronaldo is 35, uh, I don't know. If I were uh, Andrea Agnelli and the guys at the top... Uh, I would think, okay, we made this move with Ronaldo. It didn't work. Let's try, my opinion, eh? just my opinion. Let's try to buy that kind of players that probably works better for Sarri to play the football that Sarri played in Naples. Because Sarri Naples was something uh, really, really uh, beautiful to watch. This happened at Chelsea, though. Like Chelsea bought in Sarri because they wanted to play an attacking style of football. And it didn't work because Sarri couldn't get the players to buy into his system. And like, as I said before, it's, I don't think it's anyone's fault. Like, in particular, I think it's a combination of errors here. But at some point, Sarri's got to start taking some responsibility here because he was completely inflexible during his time at Chelsea. And if he's doing this at Juventus as well, he can't just expect to rock up and have the players assembled. For him. Like, the thing is that Napoli, as we talked about before, a Napoli front three was so unique. And the way he got them yeah. to play and with the midfielders he had as well, it was a perfect storm, really, and they probably should have won the league title. But he's not going to get that everywhere. And also, when you're playing as Napoli, it's different when you play as Juventus. People, it doesn't matter who the manager is. Teams will treat Juventus different to how they'll treat Napoli. With his Napoli team, people thought they could catch them out because they were suspect defensively. With this Juventus team, people are just going to completely park the shop. And that happened against his Chelsea team. And then teams just sat deep. They had no answer because they were just knocking passes around in the middle of the park and they had no penetration in the final third. And exactly the same thing's happening again. So I guess from your inference there, Simone, you want you do want to see Sarri remain. Does that mean then that you're you're contemplating the sale of sale of Ronaldo? And if so, do you do you, who do you think would he go to? Oh, that's uh, that's a very difficult question. That's uh, that's why I, that's why we we got you on the podcast, here, Simone. <laughs> uh, that's a very difficult question because uh, yes, okay, you decide to get rid of Ronaldo. Uh, you don't take the money that uh, that you spend because you uh, gave uh, you know paid Real Madrid 100 mil. Uh, but uh, of course you can save some money because Ronaldo, as I said, is 30 million every season at Juve, which means that is 60 with the Italian taxes uh, for for uh, for, the, for the books on Juve. No? And I don't know. I would say <laughs> I really don't know. I mean, there are the kind of players that probably, you know, they would be perfect for Sarri. I'm thinking about Kylian Mbappé, but you're not going to buy them, him from, a, from, from PSG. It's almost impossible. You know, they, 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 they're not selling and they have a lot of money. So, uh, they, there, is no, there is no answer in, uh, in this moment that came, to, that, came to, that came to my mind. But what I, what I was thinking is probably, Juve also has a probably of salaries. They have so many all the players, they get a lot of money. Uh, I'm thinking about Sami Khedira, I'm thinking about Iwair, I'm thinking about all these guys. So they need uh, to find uh, something else. Uh, something else because uh, the, 
the salary are uh, you know itself uh, too high even for you uh, that's what i said you know football money league by 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 the by the the the, the, the uh the last no? uh, every 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 year you have you know the top 20 club in europe and and you look at all the stuff in the balance and you, you start to to uh to analyze you know juve and from this point of view as i said it, it will be good leaving ronaldo uh, but then uh, you need to find someone i don't know like uh, like mertens found the sarri naples okay uh, you buy the kind of player that Fits perfectly for a for an easy idea or idea of football, and uh, and with Mertens in the end when Iguain moved from Naples to Juve and Mertens became you know the the, the forward the number nine uh, he scored 30 goals. So you can start to think to find a deal like this. I know that it's not easy because in the end I just have the name for you. Simone, I'll keep you I'll keep you on the spot though. Say Juventus don't win this lottery of a Champions League this summer. What would you like to see from Juventus? You've, meant, you've mentioned the, the Sarri-Ronaldo question. What else will it take? Because obviously Real Madrid and Barcelona's duopoly looks over. I mean, Liverpool look like they might be the team to fill the void, but they're out the Champions League. Manchester City, Bayern, PSG, they're all trying. But what about Juventus? They are Italian, Italian football's main hope here. What do you want to see them do after this season? Oh, they need to. They need to change a lot in the midfield. Uh, all player and in this moment and not fit and um, wrong signing like uh, Rabiot for PSG uh, for the moment. Uh, they need. They need to change there. They need to change there because when you think about Juve in 2015, uh, which was uh, I think one of the strongest ever because we were Buffon in in a in the goal. Then uh, three defenders like uh, BB, we call we call them the BBC Bonucci, Barzagli, and Chiellini, plus Patrice Evra. Last year at at a very good level. And then the midfield itself was Andrea Pirlo, um, Paul Pogba, Claudio Marchisio at his best, and Arturo Vidal. And Juve went all the way to the final by uh, defeating uh, Ancelotti's Real Madrid and Ronaldo Real Madrid and uh, Borussia Dortmund of Jurgen Klopp, and they do it, you know undefeated until the final and uh, and and they find a way to score even with without the big star because the two forwards up in front were uh, Carlos Tevez and uh, Alvaro Morata they score five or seven goals I don't remember all the way in the knockout in the knockout phase until the final it, it showed that you don't need you know that kind of uh, this huge signing to reach quality and final quality of football and result like the final. You need you need to to, to build a team, and that team was perfectly built with a per, with a good defense and that's an amazing midfield, in my opinion. And you were in this moment defense. Mm, okay, the center back, the lead, and Bonucci is still good, but the the, the full back uh, there is Quadrado, which is a winger that is playing as a full back, and now. Uh, you, all the injuries, Alexandro injured, Matuidi, inj- uh, sorry, Alexandro injured, uh, De Chilio injured. Um, they, they, don't have, they don't have alternatives on the fullback and the midfield itself is something to rebuild because Kedira is old, uh, Rabiot is not, uh, is not playing at the level that you would expect it. Ramsey itself, which, is, which was, uh, in my opinion, a good signing because a quality player, but in the end, is never fit like he was in Arsenal. So it's a problem for you because in, during all the season, Sarri 
uh, he he hasn't uh, had uh, the chance to 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 play uh, with the Ramsey. So they need to find someone there. I was thinking Paul Pogba. That Paul Pogba. He should be the first uh, the first uh, name that Juve should try to buy. In my opinion, Pete, we've just touched on something very interesting there, Paul Pogba. Do you see any way that he could return to Juventus? Uh, yeah. Great, it, great sound. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's definitely possible. I, I don't know whether it's likely or not. It's sort, I mean, I, I, it's hard to know what he wants these days. He's actually been, him and Mino Raiola have actually been relatively quiet over the last three or four months, which is relatively surprising. You thought you'd have heard more about it, but the, the talk of him leaving has definitely disappeared. I suspect that he's waiting to see how this season with Bruno Fernandes plays out, whether that sort of gives him his love for the game back a little bit. Because I think you might see Solskjaer try and move to the 4-3-3 that Allegri used to get the best out of Pogba, with Pogba on the left of the three, Fernandes on the right, and then Scott McTominay or Fred sitting deeper. And I think it'd be interesting to see if that works. The problem is, as Simone said, like, it's just money. Like, if you're going to buy Paul Pogba, you're going to be 120, 150 million euros. Yeah, and still the same problem. You can't, you can't do that. I mean, we, we, we touched on it earlier with Juventus' transfer deals. And like, yes, they've signed so many players on free transfers and have had to avoid paying however many millions of euros in transfer fees. But that sort of eventually gets cancelled out when you're paying way more in wages that, than you would otherwise. Because over the course of time, it might actually end up being more. Like, they're paying... Ramsey is yeah. like over like 200 grand a week or something and all the other players like and as somebody said now they seem to be getting suckered into buying these players on free transfers they don't even need like Rabiot that was a weird signing and if PSG was so happy to let Rabiot go on a free like you've got to stop, stop and think about do we actually want him and obviously it hasn't worked out um, so I think the only way I can see Pogba coming is if I think you'd have to get rid of Ronaldo and maybe at least one other big you have to get rid of one or two other big players because he's also the other thing with Pogba is that yes he's going to cost over 100 million euros he's also going to cost a lot of money every year in wages and right now realistically the only club who can afford that is Real Madrid yes that's the problem I said Pogba is you know that kind of player they need because with Kulusevski that already bought you start to build again a kind of a midfield quality midfield Uh, but uh, you you said it perfectly it's a you know, difficult, difficult, especially from the financial side. And I agree. He likes Turin. He still has, you know, a lot of friends. Paolo Dybala, the, the fan loved him. Uh, and from a certain point of view, he would love to come back. But uh, then you have the, the the problem, the financial problem with uh, with the money. And if he mo- if he's moving, it first of all, first first option, it would be Madrid. I agree, especially with Zidane that tried to buy him when Juve sold it to Man United. Uh, he tried to, you know, to to make a move in the the last move in the deal, but Raiola already did everything with Man United. But they tried at Real Madrid, so uh, yes, it's it, it's difficult for you. I think after that Pogba detour, we can wrap up quite nicely. Simone, Pete, absolute pleasure having you both. Simone, um, can you actually prove that your background is real just by moving something in it? Because I'm convinced it's not. Okay, no, he is, uh, he, is, he, is moving, he is moving a tree. Oh, and can you see it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair, yeah. fair enough. It's very, I have a very realistic technology, or you are just outside. Um, thank you very much for parking what looks like an absolutely lovely day to join us here. Thank you. It was a pleasure, guys. And, of course, thanks to you, Pete, in, in your, presumably, your flat. <laughs> Indeed. That's, that's the only place I am nowadays. 
Sadly, me too. Thanks to you as home as well. Um, you've been listening to Game of Opinions. Please remember to tell every single person you know about this podcast and have a very good rest of your day. Over and out. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.